The Leap Foundation proudly presents the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman. Dr. Bill is a TV host, New York Times bestselling author, two-time Guinness World Book record holder, fitness guru, celebrity cosmetic dentist, and philanthropist who founded the Leap Foundation. Here's Dr. Bill. Hey, Dr. Bill here. I'm super duper duper excited because Leap will be live and bigger than we had anticipated. UCLA actually found a ballroom that we're going to be able to put at least 100 vaccinated students. Yes, you must be vaccinated. Not my rule, UCLA's rule. But if you are vaccinated and you would like to attend Leap Live, you can. So go to www.leapfoundation.com. You can sign up today. If you want to attend virtually, you can do that as well. We expect to have about 100 students live and about, mm, let's say, 10,000 virtually. It should be epic. Um, I think, I think, keep your fingers crossed that we're going to get John Legend this year. I think, keep your fingers crossed that we're going to get Michael Strahan. I know for sure that we have Paula Abdul. I know for sure that we have. Uh, Anthony Hopkins and his lovely wife, Stella Hopkins. So it should be a great, great year for Lee. Part of the program is the mentor workshop. Students love the mentor workshop. And what we do is we bring in all these professionals from all walks of life. We have doctors and lawyers and firefighters and entertainers and you name it. And the students have an opportunity to sit and talk to them and find out what the secrets of their success were. Well, that was just too good to contain on a Friday at LEAP. So we started this, this podcast, Meet the Mentor, and it's exploded. I think we're in the top 2% of all podcasts worldwide. It's crazy. I mean, we were number one in Yemen, number two in Iceland, number three in Finland. I, I don't know how that happened. Well, I do know because we've had great people on the podcast and speakers at LEAP, like Anthony Hopkins, Mark Wahlberg, Paula Abdul, Michael Strahan, Jason Alexander, all of Pentatonics. And today we're going to add another one, John Griffiths. You guys don't know him yet, but you will. I've known him for almost 30 years. So let me give you a little bit of a bio on John, and then we'll kind of figure out what the secret of his success was. John Griffiths, Us Weekly's television critic from 2003 to 2017, today works as an advocate for inclusion and diversity in media and beyond. John's a writer, you guys, okay? And he's had a great career doing it. He is the executive director and founder of GALECA, a society of LBGTQ entertainment critics and its Dorian Awards, now celebrating their 13th year. Griffith's other career credits include seven years as a special correspondent for People Magazine, where he interviewed stars as varied as Angelina Jolie, Queen Latif, Melissa Etheridge, and many, many more. As a freelance celebrity journalist, he's profiled Sandra Bullock, Ellen DeGeneres, Keanu Reeves, Jennifer Garner, Courtney Cox, and millions of others for cover stories for in guy, uh, sorry, for TV Guide, InStyle, Cosmo, Glamour, and more. 
He's also helped advance Hollywood's treatment of mental health and participates on the National Action Alliance for Suicide Prevention's Public Awareness Task Force. In addition, he hosts a live digital radio show on the intersection of entertainment and recovery. And as I said earlier, we have been friends for over 30 years. Let me welcome John Griffiths to Meet the Mentor. Hey, John, how are you? I'm good, Bill. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, I'm not quite as big as Anthony Hopkins, but I'm up there. Actually, you're a little bigger than him. He's only <laughs> five foot eight. <laughs> well, that's some inside dish that I love. I'm not even a gossip reporter, but I love to know that. Yeah. So here's the thing. You have had a career as a writer for how many years now? Yeah, a journalist, an entertainment journalist and uh, editor for... God, since uh, I've been doing this since just after college, since 1989. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't even born. I know. <laughs> you, you know, I saw you grow up and it was so cute when to see you as a little boy. And now look at you. You're you've got this uh, podcast that, you know, from going from, a, a, you know, the, the, the world's most famous dentist to uh, a podcast host where you're interviewing Kathy Bates and, and Anthony, your your buddy, who's five foot two. <laughs> and who kidding. only wants to be called Tony Hopkins, by the way. I love and it. And another little trivial fact that we should share with our viewers, John was born on the exact same day as my ex-wife, Evelyn, which we well, figured well, out once. You know, she's, I love the Libras. And I think that we have the same birthday as... Uh, Angela Lansbury uh, and Jean-Claude Van Damme, I might be a day or two off. Ah, so wow. we're all crazy. All crazy. <laughs> Not that Angie's crazy, but Jean-Claude is. Yeah. So let me ask you something. If I were a young student today and I wanted to be a journalist, what would you say is really critical for me to do at this point in my life? If I was in college, what are some things I could do that would really give me kind of a, a head start into a career in journalism? Well, if you're a, a college student like I was, I mean, you, you're going to, you, you know, I probably heard all the tips and advice back then. And I, you know, it was uh, my brain couldn't probably absorb it all because it was overwhelming. Figuring out your life is not easy. And uh, I've always been sort of, you know, looking back as more of a, a person that didn't have a guidebook. Uh, I knew people in college that had literally had a binder of how they were going to make their first million in, uh, you know, by age 30. And I just admired that sort of uh, chutzpah and, and uh, focus, but I didn't have it. I just kind of bounced around, but I did uh, know enough to get some experience uh, beyond taking classes. Um, I wanted to be a network programmer, like, you know, like uh, Fred Silverman, you know, like decide what shows are aired on TV. Uh, even though I had already been in, in uh, junior high school and high school, I worked for the school paper and, and was anchor of the, the local uh, school morning news TV show. Uh, but I, I didn't think about getting into media or entertainment. Uh, in, in as a journalist in that regard uh, but even so I that's what I kind of knew it was sort of ingrained in me and I wrote in college I wrote for the school paper uh, at USC I wrote movie reviews 
And uh, I took internships. I, I worked at uh, Mary Tyler Moore Productions and Lorimar at the time they produced the, the hottest shows on TV like Knott's Landing and, and uh, Dallas. And, uh, and I also worked for Michael Jackson and Bob Dylan's pu uh, publicist at the time, Norman Winter. And when I say worked, I mean interned for free and uh, sorted fan mail and uh, rarely was given tasks that would kind of help me figure out what I wanted to do. So I, I think my first, uh, you know, first order of business for people in college that are trying to figure things out, uh, don't just get an internship. Uh, if you get an internship, make sure that it's for a place that takes internships seriously, that they give you things that, you know, uh, that will help you get a job, a, you know, a, a paying job where they uh, give you access and like maybe a weekly meeting with a, uh, with a, with a, you know, company head or something to ask them questions uh, and get career advice. And, uh, and also, you know, working for free for a local magazine or TV station, uh, even more than an internship or getting like an entry level job over like a temp job, you know, go to a temp agency, even in college over the summer and say that you want to, you know, answer phones or, or uh, do something, you know, at, at uh, a place where you, you, you might not even be sure that's where you want to uh, you know, that, that, that area you want to work, just give it a shot. Maybe you'll find out you like it. Maybe you'll notch it off and say, oh my God, I thought I wanted to do, do that, but I don't want to do it. So John, I mean, obviously, you know, writing for a school newspaper is kind of a no brainer. You know, I mean, if you're going to be a journalist, that's definitely a great place to start. Sure. And getting an internship is also, I think, really, really critical. But how do you get them? I mean, you know, you can't just call up Michael Jackson and say, hey, I want to be an intern for you. What's the best way for a student to actually find an internship in the entertainment world? Well, of course, colleges, uh, you know, especially well-connected ones, will have job boards and internship boards and teachers will, you know, uh, have friends that that uh, work at, you know, uh, cool companies, maybe that that they can ask and say, do you have any internships? I have a student that's, uh, that's wanting to, you know, uh, get to know your company in that field. Uh, and, and I do believe in cold calling and emailing, uh, you know, just make yeah. sure that, yeah, just call and say, hey, I'm looking for an internship. There will be a secretary there that'll say, well, we don't have that now or, you know, but, but job boards like, uh, you know, websites like Indeed and uh, some more of the, uh, there are a couple of entertainment industry uh, job, you know, posting companies or uh, yeah, call human resources. All Go right. On LinkedIn and find some people that, that have certain jobs and contact them and, but call them and email them rather than try to befriend them on LinkedIn. So John, you've had this incredibly long career as a writer and, and that's not normal. I mean, most writers, journalists, don't have such long careers. What do you think contributed to your longevity in this really competitive industry? Well, uh, you know, I don't want to toot my own horn, but- um, Oh no, do. <laughs> I think I'm a good writer, you know? Um, and I think if you show 
a level of respect for the, you know, the, the written word and the, you know, sentences and can uh, know how to use a comma and, uh, and yeah, can write well and tell a good story. And as a celebrity interviewer, especially uh, engage with people and know what, what I read a lot or I read a lot at the time and I would see what top journalists, celebrity interviewers of the day, what, what made a good story. I took, I took note and it was sort of, and also just, um, I think that we're born with some direction in us. And uh, so, yeah. And people you know, like that. Keep I, and I think, that, I think that that's great. I mean, one of the things that leak that we teach is copy genius, you know, and I think it's smart for you to look at there and see what other successful people are doing and then strive to do that better. But I think you missed something important. And one of the important things is you were able to morph your career. You know, when you started off, journalism was not like journalism today. And had you continued down that path, trying to pursue the exact same kind of a career that you did for the first five, 10 years of your career, you'd be you'd be a dinosaur, you know? And I think the fact that you were able to change with the times and kind of morph your writing style and start doing it for different kinds of, of medium, I think was critical to your success and longevity, don't you? It, yes, and I'm still doing it now. You know, there's, there is so much changing. Right now I'm at, at you know, honestly, at a, at a career crossroads because so much has changed. And uh, just recently, um, it, it's it's a uh, it's a tough business. Uh, the, the media landscape has always been up and down, but especially uh, lately, just the, the the mergers and the uh, layoffs in media um, are kind of daunting. And that was happening just be, you know even before the pandemic. So people are really having to learn new uh, new parts of uh, journalism, include learning how to. Uh, create headlines that are clickbait, like, you know, SEO language and, uh, and also um, social media skills and, and learning how to do a podcast because a lot of uh, companies want you to not just write, uh, but do, you know, but tweet and, and Instagram and, and then, you know, do a podcast. Yeah, no, I think that's super important. You know, what would you say was probably the highest highlight of your career, personally? Hmm. It could well, be a, a particular interview you did or an award you got or, or whatever. Well, uh, I won uh, first place in uh, journalism editorial writing uh, in seventh grade, no, eighth grade. That and was all of big. Los Angeles, yeah, it was about cartoon violence, and I still have the plaque. Uh, let's see, the nicest people I've ever interviewed uh, that were really engaging and gave me sort of a sense of, uh, oh, there's still humanity in Hollywood. Um, uh, Nicole Kidman, uh, and maybe that was because my ego was uh, satisfied because she asked about me and she laughed at my jokes, but I, I really found her to be a really warm, caring, thoughtful person. Uh, Emily Proctor uh, from CSI Miami, uh, we bonded over how awful Hollywood can be. <laughs> and that was soothing. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot. Don't forget Sean Astin. 
Oh, I love Sean Astin. What a good guy. Yeah. Th- we kind of uh, bonded over that, remember? I do. That was, uh, God, 20 years ago. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, he's a yeah. good guy. All right. So conversely, what would you say was the lowest low in your long career? Well... I could get in trouble and talk about a couple of the, the, the nuttiest uh, interview subjects that, you know, th- th- I will say um, a publicist who disregarded on behalf of her star uh, client, uh, my need to not do an interview on a certain day because uh, my brother was having uh, a brain tumor removed and I had to be there at the, at the, you know, be there with family for that uh, that very important day. And uh, I was stuck and uh, the publicist said that's the only time they could, that the star could do it. And I had to do it because the editor of the magazine uh, was in a real bind for his out of his own family tragedy. So I was stuck between a, hard, a rock and a hard place and I went to do that interview. And then when I got there, the star said that they couldn't do it because they had plans with a friend. <laughs> oh, my uh, God. It's a little bit of a downer, but, you know, it's um, it, it that that kind of stuff takes a toll. You have to have a hard skin, even covering Hollywood, let alone being in it. Yeah, I totally get that. When we finish this interview, you have to tell me who that one was. I sure will. <laughs> but yeah, no, I can totally imagine so right now, what do you think is kind of the biggest challenge in the world of journalism? Well, it's the stuff that I mentioned before is uh, the uh, people are getting paid less for uh, interviewing celebrities or writing on entertainment uh, than they did than they were paid in the in the 90s. Uh, rates have gone not just down for freelancers, but also for uh, staffers, which is why the, the, the new, the, the big talk in media right now is how uh, even big editors at magazine like Allure are quitting their jobs to go work at places like uh, Netflix or Hulu, who have started their own publications or websites that are editorial. So you just, you make a lot more money, but you're a little bit more beholden, obviously, uh, because you then are, are only able to write about, you know, a Netflix show or a Netflix star. Right. But you know, what's what's your favorite part of what you do? Well, uh, engaging with people, uh, I have found that uh, I, in in starting uh, the Society of LGBTQ Entertainment Critics, I have found that I love being an activist for, of all things, entertainment journalists. For all the reasons I mentioned, it's uh, entertainment journalists are really unsung in Hollywood. Everybody uh, makes a lot of money, but journalists, and I hate to sound bitter, but especially if you're underrepresented, if you're gay or, or uh, a lesbian or transgender, it's, uh, and, and on top of that, if you're black or uh, Latinx or, you know, it's, it's uh, there's, uh, there are access issues, there are uh, respect issues. Um, they're sort of taken for granted. And why I think it's so important beyond like, oh, who cares? These people, if, if they're shut out of covering uh, TV shows and film, uh, they're not giving their perspective on 
a medium that greatly shapes society, you know? So I think it's incredibly admirable what you do for representation. And, you know, I'm really proud of you. And, and, you know, we've been friends for a long time and you are a great man and you've had an amazing career. And I'm super excited to see, you know, what's in the future for you. What are your plans right now for your future of your career? Well, I want to uh, keep growing our, our organization. We have 315 members across the country that write for Entertainment Weekly, New York Times, The New Yorker, uh, and also smaller, cooler, uh, or, or cool websites. Um, and our Dorian Awards that go to all of film and TV, not just uh, quote gay stuff. And, uh, and I'm looking at writing uh, a column and, pod, and doing a, a, a podcast with it on uh, entertainment and recovery and mental health, the, the intersection of all of that uh, again, because um, I enjoy that. And, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, that just sounds fun to me. And I'm writing a book right now on, on TV in the late 60s. That's so awesome. Well, John, thank you so much for spending time with us. Um, if you haven't signed up for Leap yet, do it. It will be July 18th to the 23rd. Hopefully, John, you could be a mentor uh, on the Friday, the 23rd, and actually sit with students or do it virtually this year. I, I did it before and I enjoyed it. I always had a work conflict, but I, I was it was a lovely experience. All right, Dr. Bill, over and out. To learn more about the Leap Foundation, go to leapfoundation.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash leapfoundation or on Instagram at leapfoundation. Listen to the Meet the Mentor podcast with Dr. Bill Dorfman on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.